Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the WP Tonic Podcast. We have an excellent guest here with us, actually one that I recommended and that I know a little bit about. Welcome, Sunir, to the WP Tonic Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much, Adrian. And, so uh, I'm a big fan of you, too, so thanks for having me here. <laughs> Thank, I didn't know I had fans, so thank you. Um, well, I, am, I, I will be the president of your fan club because I need, I need another trade <laughs> association. Oh, thank you. Words. And of course, I am joined uh, by the actual host of this show, Jonathan Denwood is with me today. How are you, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Adrian. You're doing a great job. I just thought i uh, give Adrian an insight about doing the intro, um, listeners and viewers. And I won't be here next week. Adrian's going to be doing the interview on his own. So um, we thought we'd do a dry run. Awesome. And uh, so, and today's episode is brought to you by our awesome sponsor. You should know them at this point by heart. They are one of the premier new WordPress as a service companies out there. They're doing some great stuff with hosting and they are Kinsta. Kinsta is one of the newer premier hosting solutions for managed WordPress. Uh, They are beating out all of their competition. They offer five-star support and they're offering some great plans for you. You can get in at about $30 a month. And it's it's honestly the level of technology that they're currently offer is, is, is bar none best dollar for value for the higher tier hosting or managed WordPress hosting companies that are currently out there. So if you haven't checked out Kinsta or you're looking for a brand new hosting company, you're looking to remove yourself from the cPanel, you don't want to have to deal with, you know, that that old ancient UI, you don't want to deal with Apache rules, you don't have to deal with the file manager, you don't have to deal with MySQL and all that stuff, and you just want someone to take care of it for you and a company that provides you the tools you need or the support level that you need that just takes care of it for you, then go check out Kinsta, that's kinsta.com, get on one of their plans, talk to their sales agents, and they'll be able to help you with that. And you can let them know that you heard about it here at WP Tonic. All right. So welcome, Sunir, to the show. Uh, why don't you start off with just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are. We always love hearing the origin story of our guests. So <laughs> it's like the dark night rises. So well, why don't you I, just tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today? I ate some radioactive pizza and I became a turtle. <laughs> So uh, you know, I got here in a very circuitous route, I would, some people would say, but it all makes sense to me. I live in partnership land and I love, uh, I love software and I love stitching it together from the partnership side of things. Something and that I'll, WordPress is really good at, <laughs> stitching stuff together. <laughs> yes. I, will, uh, I know lots of people at WordPress and people work with WordPress. It's a very interesting ecosystem with lots of opinions about lots of things, which is great. So my... Uh, so that's my diplomatic way of saying it. it's an interesting space for partner people. Uh, but if, for those of you who know a company called FreshBooks, that probably a lot of you uh, use it for your invoicing. I started the marketing team there in 2007, but uh, my background was, is computer science. I'm a software developer. I only have been in marketing through a series of unfortunate life decisions. Uh, and <laughs> As anybody ever is, really. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The, party, the parties were better. And I would say that if I just hung on long enough, for the microbrew revolution, I would have been a developer, but it's just the, the parties were just better at marketing at the time. And I ended up a marketer. Uh, but like my, my shtick has always been partnerships. So I took over the platform and all the partnerships at FreshBooks 
Uh, and, uh, you know, I ran that for five years. Uh, and while I was there, I created something called the Cloud Software Association, which is, um, and now Adrian, you're part of it, actually. So it's all the SaaS partnership people. Uh, and that's really uh, the purpose of that as partner people. You know, we all need to know each other and know what's going on with each other. There's a lot of skills to learn as a partnership person that you don't ever learn in school. And, you, you know, you often come from like dev or sales or marketing. You learn everyone else's skills. Uh, and we like drinking. So as a trade association, that was a pretty much no-brainer. Uh, we literally incorporated because our bar bill one year got to $32,000. And I was like, okay, that's enough. That's, <laughs> we're the Shriners of tech. Awesome. No hat stuff. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah. So after all of that, living in partner land, uh, there was a problem that we kept banging our heads in, like the whole industry. And, uh, you know, I was, I was talking about it. And people, you know, when you talk about something, or complain about something enough, people just go, can you just fix it? already. And so I fixed it. So the problem that I think everyone has faced, especially in your audience, is if you are an agency and you are building a project for a client, how do you procure those subscriptions that are part of the project for the client? And you end up in this very awkward situation where you get the client to buy things that they don't really understand what it is that you're buying. It's very similar to if your plumber asks you to buy flux to fix your sink. Like, what is flux? Fix my sink. You know, what is all this Unvato? What is Unvato? Like, what is that? You know, right, it's expected is- that, you know, you, you come, you know, if you're, you're paying for the service, you come with the stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's like WordPress is a very complicated universe uh, and getting your clients to buy their own plugins and stuff is very complicated. Uh, so hosting, there's a million things you have to buy. Ads, maybe, you know, buying those things, uh, you should take care of that. It's part of your white glove service to clients. But it's hard because of credit card subscriptions. But I found a solution. So AppBind, which is my company, uh, AppBind. What we do is that we allow you to procure those subscriptions. We make a new credit card for each subscription. You plug it in uh, with those AppBind cards. It, the charges flow into your AppBind account to be managed. Uh, you can then expense it to your clients automatically. If you link the client's uh, credit card into your system, you invite them in. Uh, all the accounting is tracked by client individually. Uh, you, if you want to, you can add, and you should, by the way, add your management fees for managing their IT stack. I've never had a client, seen a client ever complain about you taking over IT from them because otherwise... You start involving their IT team if they have one. If they don't have one, they don't have one. And that's an objection already. Uh, you just, you're just part of your service. You're, you're the person they hired. So you can provide great white, love, white glove, uh, high value service to your clients by taking on the part of the stack that they hired you to do. It was, not, it was just not very easy to do before. And if anyone here has had, ever had to buy stuff on your own credit card for clients, you just know what a bookkeeping nightmare uh, oh my is. god! Yeah, but AppPoint automates all of that. It just takes, just flows it right through. You don't take any financial risk. If the client's card is in the system, we just pass it on. Uh, we give you all the individual accounting. We even allow you to put backup cards because this happens to me every Christmas. I don't know why it's Christmas, but the cards get stolen, and then I have to go in up to my client's account. You know, at three a.m. and update all the all the credit card uh, with my personal card, and then I have to go get them to go update it. That's all gone with AppPoint. It's all managed inside AppPoint. Uh, all these little tiny problems um, should not be problems. You should be focused on your client and not this problem. And we solved that. It's really, really, um, you know, I'm really proud that we found the solution. It was very difficult to build because it's uh, to change the credit card system, the network. Uh, but Visa has been a great partner and we have a really unique solution. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, half the time we tell people to like go buy, well, at least when I used to work at an agency, half the time we told people to go buy stuff, they end up buying the wrong thing half the time. And then you have to go through the refund process and then get them like, well, I'm not buying the new yeah. thing. I like get refunded. It's just, a, it's just a, it's a whole problem. So I, I, I commend you for 
coming up with a solution and, and building a solution for, for us agency people. I'm um, saving the world one subscription at a time. <laughs> one subscription. <laughs> I love my it. origin story. Is that, I started with a radioactive that... pizza and now here we are. <laughs> the hero. <laughs> I love it. Is that, that, is, that, is that like on the, is that in the, uh, is that it in the, the fold on the website? It should be it should now. Be. Yeah, I think be. my Twitter profile still says I'm a bad dancer, but maybe I should say... So saving the world one subscription at a time. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but you do have a, a huge background in partnerships. So Jonathan, why don't you talk to us a little bit about partnerships? Well, Suna, um, well, actually what I was going to ask you um, was that as you described your product, it sounds fabulous. And I really mean that. And no. there's obviously a real need for it. But it's not a simple, it's not a totally simple pitch, is it? How has there been obstacles that you've had to overcome in the actual marketing message to people? Because people's attention is in 2019 is pretty slim, isn't it? They're bombarded by all these different messages. And yours is not the most simplest message, but it's a great service, isn't it? Well, it's a good question. So uh, even, you know, this is a relatively new product. You know, we've been marketing it. In fact, this is how we met Adrian. We've been at Collisions. So that's when we started marketing this, um, the product in that, you know, around April. So uh, of this year, and, you know, we've, we've been betaing it for a few months before that. But, you know, you know when, you, when you market things, you start improving your pitches. And what I've learned is uh, AppBind, the value for agencies, it's all about... Like we, our customer is the agency, right? And your customer is the customer, right? The SaaS vendors think they're the most <laughs> important thing, right? But the software companies are not the most important thing. They are the part, the customer is the most important thing. And what, um, what I ended up drawing upon was my own experience as a, as a consultant. Uh, you know, what is a consultant for? You know, clients only hire cons- agencies, honestly, when they have anxiety and the consultant lowers the anxiety. That's what every consultant does. If you raise your anxiety, you're fired. That's... 100% always the case. That's basically all you do. Sometimes you deliver stuff and they never even use it, but they feel a lot better working with you. And that's really what matters. It's actually, you, you know, it's actually, you bring up a good point. I can't imagine like the number of times. So we used to do training and people, people would come to the training and just make them feel good. Even if they never implemented anything from the training, they just felt better. Yeah, that's really honestly what people want. And so the pitch of AppBind, it's about a mechanic. It's like, this is what it comes down to anxiety. And your, your job, you're basically, I call it, I was like the therapist for, for my clients. I was like, maybe I was doing more management consultants and CEOs and stuff uh, and executives, but even with staff, it was all the same problem. You would never go outside your organization to an agency, right? If you had an organization, because you just annoy staff, right? You're saying you can't do it. It's like, oh, there's lots of issues uh, with going to consultants and there's, you know, you have control, but they only do it because the pain is so high right, that they're willing to trust someone else. And your job is to make that pain, justify it by saying, I'm your good doctor, I'll take care of you. And so the pitch with AppBind, you know, it starts with the mechanic of like the credit cards and the buying subscriptions. But the real pain fundamentally is that you, doesn't matter, you know, just happens to be internet software, but as any contractor anywhere, like my general contractor who did my basement, this is my renovated basement, you know, I just hired him to do all this stuff. And he hired the, the, the furnace installers. The furnace installers negotiated with the furnace company. They got the warranty signed for the house. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. They took care of it. I just paid the general contractor. I have a beautiful basement now. No, no paying for me. And your job as an agency, when you're selling to the client, is I will take care of this for you. But the problem with internet software 
and, and ads and all these things is you're making your client interface with the supplier directly. And it's confusing. It's awkward. And they make mistakes. And it takes time. You know, and they're suddenly getting into the weeds and they hired you to handle it. And it just make, it's just a very awkward situation. I call it the love triangle, right? And these, these software companies are trying to fight for control of the customer. And you want control of the customer too. And you're both fighting for the love of their customer. And the customer hates it. You know, they, they really don't. Even if they want to control the subscription, it's because they're, they're afraid of you, right? Like they, they're afraid that if, they, if you had control of their, their stack, right? And they, they want to fire you, which is basically the reason why they want it directly. Um, you know, in case they don't like you, that they won't have control of the stack. So you, you just, they just can't get their subscriptions back from you. But AppBind even handles this. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're putting it into production soon. You can transfer all the subscriptions uh, to the client in one click uh, once you're done with them. Because it's just a cre- we just reassign the credit card numbers to them. That's the mechanic. So, so like, everything so but AppBind is a lowering anxiety to the client. So well, how did you... So how how are you explaining the benefits to the agency for the agency and the client in the, in a direct way? Or can you describe, have you had to change your approach based on the feedback that you've got? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I started off, you know, you got to start somewhere. I started with, with the mechanic because I was just trying to resonate the actual product itself, uh, like the credit card thing we're doing. But... Uh, now what I'm focused on, because it's that's actually real, is I want to support you as an agency to be the expert that you are for your clients. So you can take clear, care of them in a white glove way. And your clients want you to take care of them. We want to get rid of the awkward triangle, love triangle. We want you to provide them great white glove service in the beginning to end. You recommended this software because you're the expert, right? You should You should manage the negotiation with the vendor, the procurement, the setup the integration, the management, the ongoing negotiation with the vendor. You should keep up with product updates, security updates in the vendor. You should appraise the client uh, what's going on. That's what they hired you for. They don't know any of this stuff. That's why they hired you, right? But if you don't have uh, ability to manage the, the software and the relationships around that software to the client, then it's going to be harder, right? And you want to do it in a way that doesn't create risk for your clients, right? You don't want to generate problems. Are you doing this? You want to do it in a way that it's still their intellectual property, it's still their subscriptions, and you're managing it for them, right? And you should be able to make money doing it. Uh, so, this is what AppBind is all about: is making digital agencies stronger, better, better partners for their for their customers, better partners for the software company, taking the risk down for everybody involved. That's really the core of uh, of the benefit. Right, and the mechanic—the thing that's blocking you—is that you just have no ability to die and manage software licenses as subscriptions. And AppBind is basically allowing you to do that because we've figured out the mechanic. I'd love to know. Powers, powers. Yeah. Um, before I throw it over to Agent, the reason why I laboured on this is because um, obviously what you're saying—it's a win-win. It's a win for the agency, and it's a win for the client. The client wants control over those licenses. But, that, but on the same breath, they want the agency to do everything. So without your product, there, there, there's a contradiction. You say you're solving a contradiction, two feelings, basically. Wanting somebody to take over everything, but still wanting control. But the reason why I laboured it is that, um, you know, we all, anybody that's got a service or a product, all the people that listen to this podcast, what you think is really clear 
um, probably isn't clear to your target audience. So if you've got a course or whatever you're selling, you really got to labour about how you're getting that. And because you know so much about your company, your service, your product, what you think is obvious isn't obvious to your oh, target yeah. audience. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I'm just going to throw it over to Adrian. I'd love to, I'd love to know if there are like, do you, do you, I, I know that you've been building it for a long time. How, how long has it actually been like active with customers and agencies using it? Oh, uh, actively, uh, April. So April. Been, like, you know, we got people out of like the test mode into right. they're actually putting in front of clients and then it's been growing, you know, every week onboarding another, you know, happy agency. Right. Do we, do we have like a happiness metric yet? Like, so for example, you know, some an an agency before and after. Do we have like number of retained clients or customer happiness, or do we have any metrics on that yet? Well, the what we measure right now is are they adding more than the test subscription? And so they always, you know, every agency starts with one subscription because uh, they don't like this is a, such a new concept, right? 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 It's like what is this? It's right? like a, it's just like a digital credit card only. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a virtual. I mean, it is a virtual credit card. Yeah. It's a true credit card, uh, but it's not. It, it's uh, it, it is a little bit different. It, like it, we had to change it. You know, we had mm-hmm. to get a uh, Visa's part, platform partner uh, right. who they invested in to make the changes to the, the entire like the credit card network. So how many how many subscriptions are businesses adding these days? Well, we have uh, roughly a hundred uh, different products running going through the the system in any given month. So that's, that's solid. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's the other measure we also have is how many different types of services because we want to see like the breadth of the of the scope. And yeah, it's actually, you know, as long as it takes a credit card, it works. And there's an actually right. quite a number of things. Like, there's so many products out there. It's like, I don't even know half of them. I thought I knew uh, most of the software companies, but there's all these little things like you guys. Right. I never would have known about you, but you're like another product that people would have bought. Like, in WordPress land, you know, <laughs> 50,000 different plugins. Right. And uh, and on that note, I'm so interested to learn more, but we do have to go for a break. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a small break and then we're going to come back and we're going to learn so much more about uh, all of the benefits that managing subscriptions for your clients can do. All right, we'll be back with you shortly. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. And we're back. We're talking to Sunir Shah from the Cloud Software Association and from AppBind, a new service that exists to remove the anxiety in between customers and their billing with their agencies. So we were just talking about how uh, uh, Sunir's been operating actively, or the, rather AppBind has been uh, operating actively since April. They have over 100 products currently running through uh, their software. And at this point, I'm going to throw it over to Jonathan and he's going to have an interesting question for you. So, you know, you had this germ of idea and I, when I go on other people's podcasts and I'm, I'm interviewed, I'm asked about, you know, should I build the course or build the product 
and I say, no, you need to confirm that there's actually actually a demand for this. So when you were doing, so you had this germ of idea, but how did you confirm that there was a real need for this before you started building out and investing all the time and money in building this fantastic platform? That's a great question. And first, you can always do more. Uh, so everyone I know who starts, uh, you're, you know, answering generically for your audience, you're trying to reflect on it. Everyone who starts feels like they could have done more. But if you've done enough that you feel like people are reflecting back your core idea back to you and can reflect back the product idea back to you, right? Then you know that it's, it's simple enough they get it and there's enough people who get it. So that I have an advantage, right? So I, because I run, I have two advantages. One, I was at FreshBooks and I, you know, I, was, I started the marketing team and I ran partnerships there. And while I was on, you know, partnerships was, it mean, it meant any kind of partnerships. I did a lot of work uh, with customers, you know, tens of thousands of, of, of uh, creative web uh, creative web agencies and freelancers I've talked to all of the fresh books uh, one way or the other, you know, in person, probably, probably four or 5,000. Uh, and so over that, you know, in that period of time, this issue came up over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, because you can't do time and materials billing if the material is a subscription. That was the, that was the problem. And so, that, and then for, when I was running partnerships there, you know, I, we tried for two or three years, I think, to build uh, like a reseller portal around FreshBooks. And it was just the, 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 the version of capital and engineering from core product was always an insane concept because you need to stay competitive, right? Why would you take these, these resources away from the core product, right? It, always, and it never made sense too, even though we were a billing system for our resellers because, you know, FreshBooks is a special place because it is an invoicing tool for clients. So we could have been the billing for ourselves. Uh, even then, it didn't make any sense because we're trying to control uh, part of the business for the agencies. And so I got to talk to a lot of agencies that way. And the second part is all these uh, software companies, SaaS companies through the trade association. I know all the partnership people. And this come, like I run this conference every year called SaaS Connect. It's been 10 years now. Uh, it'll be coming up next year. It'll be 10 years. Um, so this year, sorry, in 2019 was 10 years, actually. Oh my gosh. How old am I? Oh my God. <laughs> I can't help you there. You look very young. So there. <laughs> I had hair when we started. Anyway, so the uh, <laughs> the uh, we we talked about it like every year, and every year I would do the state of the industry, and every year my keynote would be a reseller channel would not was not working. My background actually as a software developer is informative too, because I started off in the Microsoft channel in telecom, and it was all resale and distribution. And it just blew my mind, like how difficult it was to do distribution with cloud software. And if you look at the numbers, like the economic numbers, SaaS may be growing and everyone's like very excited about all these IPOs that are upside down uh, right now. Um, <laughs> uh, or WeWork. Oh, yeah. WeWork's not doing too good. No, that's too bad. Uh, so the, uh, I'm, I'm friends with everybody. And so I smile. But I, uh, I as a, someone interested in the industry, I don't enjoy these kind of upside down numbers. Um, but like, if you look at the global uh, GDP of B2B SaaS last year, it was like 82 billion, roughly, uh, according to uh, Gartner, I think, or IDC. But Microsoft's revenue was over $120 billion alone. Like one company, way bigger than all <laughs> entire industry globally. And the reason why is Microsoft. Uh, they are very adamant that like over 90%, and they would prefer higher, like over 95% of the revenue comes goes from partners 
they don't want to sell directly to customers. They want to build up their ecosystem. And for every dollar that Microsoft makes, they want to make sure that their ecosystem makes $8. So Microsoft is actually a trillion-dollar global ecosystem. And they take a ninth of that, right? And so uh, that is a difference between channel. And when you, when you talk about in software, when you talk about channel, we actually mean Microsoft. Like that's what almost everyone means is the Microsoft ecosystem because everything is built around what they did in the 80s, licensed software. So that kind of stuff uh, gave me the idea that the economics is wrong and then talking to all the software companies and they're all banging their head against it. And I can see the trends as well uh, from this even to speaker submissions for SaaS Connect as this change from integrations to now to all channel. Everyone's like banging their head against referral now and you can't get resell going and then talking to the agencies directly uh, and also, like you know, my whole my experience at FreshBooks, talking to so many agencies and just this pain uh, that they have of like, what is what is their value? Like a lot of the SaaS companies too. I mean, you listen to um, a lot of the major like like growth uh, blogs, news conferences, and SaaS is like, how much customer life, uh, customer value can you take as a SaaS company? And that means you know, when you're doing everything, you know, success and implementation and services and everything. That used to be your agency ecosystem used to do that, right? And what SaaS companies are doing in order to get more and more wallet share and control more and more of the customer is we're squishing out the channel. And you can see the growth ceilings for SaaS companies are, are usually 10, you know, in the tens or maybe, you know, like five or six figure subscriptions, right? Uh, companies. Well, I, I'm not, you know, it, I don't know how far you agree with this because by, basically what you're saying is because based on your, past experience because of the uniqueness of you working with FreshBook and then your association, you didn't have, you probably did a bit, but you didn't feel you knew the pain um, that you were going to relieve with your product. So you didn't have to do quite so much basic research. The other thing I think you're saying, and I agree with you, is um, to some extent, you see agencies actually building software for specific verticals, specific industries, and so they become they use software as an added value mechanism to be hired. And then you see on the other side, you see soft software companies encroaching on agencies on the service part and offering added value by encroaching on the normal hand-holding element that agencies do. Would you agree with that? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, first, I would say I did talk, you know, I did have a beta list of 100 people yeah. saying yes. And that was, I needed to get to like 100, right? Before, you know, and beta lists don't convert 100%, but 100% people can reflect back my idea back to me. I think everyone, that's basic, basic table stakes. You need, depending on your markets, like your, your, your ACV, your target, you know, you need like so many number of people to say, this makes sense to me, I can reflect it back to you as a pain. That, that, that's table stakes. You just need to do that. And that's just phone calls and emails. Yeah. Uh, but like the truth, like, but the pain that came back was this, this love triangle. It got, it got, it was, it was, you know, I wasn't the one who came up with the word love triangle. It just came in a conversation yeah. uh, with, with, with uh, um, an agency. And they just felt like it was like a love triangle. It was like, oh, that's interesting. And I started using that language. Um, and uh, with everybody, as everyone suddenly instantly got it because they could see like everyone's, and you you can't have fights in in when you're working with partners, right? With over the customer because you're supposed to partner and to go to customer together, uh, and so everyone could feel the problem, 
And I, you know, I'm starting to get that reflected back to me, uh, but no one had an answer. Uh, no one could solve the problem. That, that was also an interesting, uh, interesting thing. Actually, the king said, Sarah, you know, you're, you're the president of the Trotty Association. You should solve the problem. What's <laughs> your answer? It's like, God. Uh, so we got, about, uh, we got about five minutes uh, before we're going we're gonna to end, and then hopefully you'll be able to stay on for some bonus content. Uh, we did take about fun. 10 minutes after the end of the show. Um, but before we do, I'm just curious, what do you think that, that software as a service companies can be doing in order to enable the relationship that, that you want to be had? Because you're saying that, you know, yes, you know, we want control of the customer because, you know, we're not, we're, software as a service aren't always necessarily inclined for the success of the agency. They want the customer to be successful. So they're fighting that relationship and trying to provide the customer with the tools, not necessarily the agency to be tools. Uh, something that I did just on a side note is we, we, we started our partner program so we're actually very interested in supporting agencies and, and people that, that want to do all the implementation. We're not necessarily as interested in making sure the client, as long as you're interested in making the client successful. So that's not so super for maybe like my business, but there are businesses out there <laughs> that uh, is um, you know, super interested. So what, what, what do you recommend for businesses that may, maybe you're listening, or at least if you're a customer, look for businesses that are doing this that will enable that relationship a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. First, by the way, I have a very excellent, out of all these conversations, I've compiled like a very extensive and simple now how-to guide for any software company attempting to go, go to channel. So email me, uh, sunir at appline.com, and I will send you that. Uh, it is a very detailed, like step-by-step and highly compressed, like just all the things you need to do to get going. You can like yeah. put together a channel program in a week if you wanted to. People overthink it. The most important thing software companies have to do is stop thinking they're the most important part of that relationship. The most important part of that relationship is the customer. The customer hired their agency to be their expert, right? Your job as a software company is to enable that expert to serve that customer. They're your partner, not your channel, not your extended sales team. Right. 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 Number two, anything you do to increase the risk to the agency, you're dead. They're going to get rid of you because you've increased the risk to them. Increase the, the risk to the customer, anxiety goes up, goodbye agency. You're obviously not the most important part of that equation. And number three is anything you can do to lower the risk is good. So I mean, just it's all about anxiety. Anything you can lower the risk. So basic stuff. Talk to your agencies. So many people just don't. No newsletter, no email, no, no Slack community, nothing. Just talk to them. Be available for them. You know, even if it's just like by email, queue, ticketing, be available. You know, put a landing page up, collateral, uh, newsletters, make sure they're informed of product changes, you know, a day or two before they're coming out. Um, make sure that's like, a, that's a table stakes thing. It's just basic respect, right? Because they don't want to be surprised. That's risk. Uh, um, if you can, uh, send them customers, right? So the agencies that do well for you, you're always you're going to have customers that have implementation needs. Be willing to give up um, uh your, your growth of your success team to build your partners because the partner will take you to more customers, right? When Infusionsoft, now Keep, rebranded. Uh, very interesting use case. I had no idea they were going to do this when I invited them to keynote at the conference, but they, they, uh, they completely changed. They love their employees and they love customers, but they got rid of the customer success team and converted all to partner success. And then now all the 90% of their onboarding goes through partners instead of their own internal team. And they had to do that in order to grow the ecosystem. That is... You know, you know what Microsoft did. Why they grew? And that's a bit far for a lot of companies. But if you think about 
you know, can I actually give this up, give great room for these agencies to take over? HubSpot is an amazing example of a company who has built an entire marketplace around this. WordPress is another great community because it started as an open source community, right, of building up all these agencies and giving up a lot of value to the agencies in order to create a much more vibrant ecosystem. HubSpot's a good example, though, because it's a central company. It's not open source. We didn't measure the result. They claim... Uh, you know, they're a public company. 40% of the revenue comes from agencies. Over $100 million annual recurring revenue from agencies. So it's like a high impact. I assume WordPress is like even more so, but it's harder to measure because it's not centralized. But it's, it's that kind of thing. You got to think about what you can give over, help them lower the risk, talk to them, <laughs> communication, uh, secret to all relationships. What a surprise. Thank you. So there are some tips for you. Uh, if you if you're listening to this and you have a company and you want to go channel, you want to you want to create a vibrant community. Those are some of the steps you have to do. You can email Sunir. Um, and speaking of which, while uh, we're going to end the podcast now, and then we'll hopefully we'll stay on for some bonus content. But why don't you tell us how people and where people can go to find more about you and what you are up to? Uh, fantastic. So AppBind A P P B I N D dot com is the name of the company. And my email address is Sunir, S-U-N, as in November, I-R, at appline.com. Just please email me. I'm happy to answer questions. It's my favorite thing to do. And if you want to join the trade association uh, because you're interested in partners and channel, either as an agency or a software company or distributor marketplace, we're trying to make it all work. Uh, It's cloudsoftwareassociation.com. It's free to join, although, you know, the general rule is you should buy drinks occasionally. That's partner people. Thank you. Jonathan, how can people, I'm sure they know where to go, but I'm going to ask anyway, since I'm hosting, uh, where should people go to find out more about you and what you're up to? Uh, If you want um, to be a partner with us, you're a designer, a consultant, WordPress consultant or agency, and you've got a client and you're looking for a development partner in the learning space with learning management system WP Tonic can help you and the easiest way is just to go to the wp-tonic.com website we've got a load of resources great interviews and um, blog posts all around how you can build a successful course and be an e-learning entrepreneur and my name is Adrian. I'm the CEO and founder of Groundhog. We build marketing and sales tools for businesses that use WordPress, email marketing, CRM, sales pipeline, all of that good stuff. If you want to ditch your software as a service company and stop paying those hefty $299 monthly fees, then you can use our tools, which are more or less comparable for absolutely free. You can go to Groundhog with 2Gs.io in order to find out more about that and our free plugin also hosted on the WordPress repository, wordpress.org forward slash plugins forward slash Groundhog with 2Gs.io. Thanking for joining us, and we will see everybody next week. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.